Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gents, back to another episode of Grey Wolf Footy. We're round 14, episode 14, and I'm joined by the handsome fella, John Fitzgerald himself. How are you, sir? <laughs> yeah, doing well, mate. Not as not as handsome as yourself, but um, we're finally here, actually. We've made it to Supercoach Finals, which is a day we were a bit worried would not even happen. So that's a big milestone I think we can tick off. But yes, round 14. Uh, episode 14, I like how they've all synced up, but how are you going, sir? Yeah, not too bad, can't complain, We're working a few days from home, so get a bit of a extra sleep in and, uh, you know, you can do your own jobs on your lunch break and a bit more relaxing, so it's good. Very good, very, very good, but uh, it is a big round and we, we did promise last week that we'd do a little bit of a wrap-up of the uh, Grey Wolf Premier League, uh, Supercoach League, which we can talk about shortly but let's run through these games Gracie and of course we're recording this on Thursday and there are a few games today the game at 440 if you don't mind so I had to rush some super coach trades because I forgot to trade last week and was stuck with James Sicily but first game of the round kicking off again as I said 440 Hawthorne taking on Essendon uh, let's chuck a tip in here anyway Gracie just to uh just to see how uh, how we play our tips are working out for the year yeah, I um, I've gone Essendon. Um, just obviously, you know, they got a, they got Stringer back last week, and they looked pretty good last week. Obviously, only just went down to Richmond. Um, for mine, Hawthorne are you know really struggling. They do have some um, some you know, a couple of ins back in. So, um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll go with the Bombers on this one. I think. Yeah, fair call. I'll go with Hawthorne just to be a little bit different. But um, that game's really sort of put me in a bit of a tease to get things organised on a Supercoach front for the first week of finals, but yeah, it should be a good game. Hopefully, uh, the hopefully the Hawks get up for my tip. And the second one on tonight, I've really enjoyed the Thursday night games and the Sunday night games. Richmond taking on Eagles, which actually should be a classic match. We've got West Coast being the form team of the comp. You know, Richmond's not far behind. Fourth taking on fifth on the ladder, Gracie. Who are you picking in this one? Uh, it's going to be close. I think um, maybe West Coast. Richmond, obviously... Only just beat the Bombers last week, so um, yeah, I'm going to go go with the West Coast. I, think, I honestly think this will be the the, uh, the grand final uh, matchup fifty for mine. Um, yeah, obviously you know, Geelong and Porter flying, but West Coast and Richmond have probably got the the uh, stronger and more experienced sides to go um, you know deeper in the finals. So, but uh, West Coast for me. Yeah, very good call. I think I'll stick with the Eagles as well. And you make a good point there. I think the grand final will be out of those top five teams we've got now being Port, Brisbane, Geelong, West Coast and Richmond. I think it's probably down to those teams at this stage. Uh, It'll be interesting to see who makes up the top eight. But let's move on to the Friday night game, which will be tonight's game by the time this comes out. I want you to break this one down for us. It's your boys, Geelong, taking on the Doggies, who are rampaging, rampaging a little bit of late, coming off back-to-back wins. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I'm nervous. Fitzy, obviously, Bulldogs did quite well against Melbourne last week. We didn't expect that. They were they were pretty much home and hose by half time, and Melbourne put up a bit of a fight in the second half. And uh, yep. obviously, Geelong took a little bit to um, you know dispatch of Adelaide last week. But um, yeah, we always struggle against the Bulldogs, and I think it's those sort of you know the taller, bigger midfielders of you know your McCrae's and your Bonds that sort of um, you know out outdo us a little bit, but. You know, we saw last week when um, Adelaide was sort of really pushing Geelong. Dangerfield just went into the midfield and yeah. he just took over. So I think you'll find that um, now that we're getting closer to the end of the season, um, Chris Scott won't want to lose that uh, top four spot. So um, I think we'll, we'll win just, but um, it'll be very, very close, I think. I think, you know, the Doggies have got a, 
got to keep winning to keep in, in touch with that top eight because there's, you know, three teams below them at the moment that um, can quite easily jump them at the end of this round. So, yeah, I agree with you there. I think um, you make a really good point about the Bulldogs big, big bodied midfielders against Geelong and just sort of, you know, wrestling a bit of. Um, you're wrestling their way through that midfield of, of sort of Duncan Danger, Parfit on the other side of the coin. But this is a, this is going to be an interesting game. I think we'll find out a lot about both teams, really, because just following along the scores last week, it was really only the last quarter that Geelong got rid of Adelaide, wasn't it? So, you know, both teams are fairly close to full health. Uh, it's unfortunate the Gaz can't get up to Queensland in the near future, but uh, this should be a ripper. I think Geelong should get the chocolates, but... I do think it'll tell a lot about either team's form, uh, you know, going towards that sort of end of the season here. And you sort of make a point about, you know, if Geelong lose this one and say whoever wins out of Richmond and West Coast and if Kilda get a win in there, they could easily drop out of the top four. So very important game for both teams. But let's move on to Saturday, Grace. You've got some cracking matchups, starting with Port Adelaide taking on Sydney at Adelaide Oval. Sydney a chance here or Port Adelaide just continue on their merry way? No, I think this can be a danger game. I know Sydney struggled last week against Frio, but, um, you know, they two weeks ago they absolutely clogged the Giants. So um, it's a danger game for Port. They should win by, you know, they should win comfortably. Um, it's quite easy yep. game that, you know, you don't want to be in second gear and, and, um, and slip up because it, it could cost you, you know, a top spot um, sort of thing or, or it could even cost you a top four. So... Uh, I think Port should win, but uh, you've got to be careful with these these games. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. And it's interesting, Port Adelaide, because we've seen them do this before in the past, haven't we? Just come out to an absolute flyer and then sort of start to disappear. And, of course, they got handed a pretty harsh lesson against Geelong a few weeks ago, and they only just got over Port, uh, sorry Hawthorne last week by 10 points. So this really could be a bit of a danger game. And Sydney have taken a couple of scalps this season. So we'll wait and see. But I think Port Adelaide should be able to get it done. But wouldn't be surprised to see Sydney get up there. We'll move to the, the second game over at Optus Stadium. Fremantle Dockers taking on GWS. And I guess you could say, Gracie, this is probably the Giants' last-ditch effort to make the finals. Yeah, I think so. I think for mine, I think the, the Giants are pretty pretty well hooked, uh, in my opinion. But, um, like, I just... I, I don't know what's happening there. Like, they're, they're fairly well fit. Um, you know, got all their stars in, but they just they just can't. They don't play the team defense very well. They're good on offense mm. and they're going, yeah. but yeah, the team defense is uh, is it's a big issue for them at the moment. And I think even if they did sneak into finals, that they would uh, they would probably be out out straight away with the form that they're currently showing. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip uh, Freo on this one, Fitzy. So okay. Yeah, look, I might even get on the Freo train as well because they've played some exciting football. They've won three out of their last four and, of course, the one that they lost was the kick after the siren against Carlton. So they're, they're showing some really good signs of that young midfield coming through, which has often been a question of, you know, once Monday and these guys move on, who's going to fill those shoes? And you've seen Sarong play really well. Chera's having a great season in the back line. You know, Luke Ryan's absolutely flying. He should be All-Australian. So I reckon the Fremantle Dockers might get up in this one. And, geez, I'll tell you what, it's... It brings up a few question marks on on uh, Cameron's future, Leon Cameron's future as the coach, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. I think um, if they don't make finals, there will be questions asked whether um, they should be looking elsewhere um, for him. So definitely yep. uh, interesting times ahead for the Giants, for sure. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And we'll move to the last game, the Saturday night game, Gracie. And this one could be just as important as that Geelong game earlier in the round. 
Melbourne taking on St Kilda. We've got the Saints just hanging on to that glimmer of a top four spot. The Melbourne Demons are really surging now to make the finals, having won three out of their last four. And, of course, they went down to the Dogs last week. This could almost be match of the round for mine. How do you see it uh, playing out? I don't know. I think Melbourne's uh, just been too up and down for mine this year. Like, I know they're missing uh, Gorn, which is a, a big out, and hopefully he may be back this week. Um, not not sure on that one, but yeah, I'd, uh, uh, look, they're still in touch. They can still make it. St Kilda, as you said, are a very purple patch team. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, I don't know. I think I don't think St Kilda will do much damage in finals for mine. Um, they might win a you know a first final or something like that. Like they did keep Brisbane or nearly beat Brisbane last week, but for mine, the big thing Brisbane's missing at the moment is Seth Martin, and he's a massive loss um, for them. But um, yeah, and you know, St Kilda have got Paddy Ryder and Raul Marshall, so a couple of experienced guys there. So, um, but you know, Melbourne last week against Bulldogs, they come in full of hope. Um, you know, they they absolutely demolished Collingwood the week before. Um, by nine goals, and they come out and, and got comprehensively beaten. So, um, I don't know, Vincey, I'm, it's a tough one to pick. Like, I, I think Melbourne might win just because, um, you know, they're trying to really stay in that top eight hunt. Um, yep. But I just, none of these teams really take my fancy at the moment. So, yeah, it's interesting. And these are two teams we've been very critical on this year, isn't it? Like, as we say, St Kilda's a very much a purple patch team. They have been for a long time now. And, Oh, I'll refer back to last week's podcast where I mentioned the teams that Melbourne have actually beaten. Uh, no one that's really contending for a flag. They just seem to be a bit of a, be a bit of a flat track bully kind of team. If you know what I mean, like they they beat up on a pretty uh, you know injury riddled Collingwood side, and the only other teams they've beaten are essentially below them on the ladder at this point. And then you've got St Kilda again, as we keep saying. You know they're very up and down, very much purple patch side. It is a very tough, tough game to pick. You'd almost favour the the Demons having played at TIO up in Darwin a little bit more maybe than the Saints. They might be a bit more used to the conditions. Um, but this is going to be a really interesting match anyway, and it's uh, definitely one of those sort of ladder-defining matches. But I reckon I might stick with the Demons as well. But, you know, either way wouldn't surprise me. But let's move on to the last couple of games on Sunday, Grace. And we've got the ruddy Collingwood jerks taking on Carlton. This has been talked up a lot since Collingwood got over North Melbourne last week and I spent my night in the shed. Do you reckon Carlton can carry on their good form or are Collingwood starting to get a few players back and starting to look for good? No, I think um, I think Carlton will win this one, Fitzy. Um, um, Carlton are just not impressive at all at the moment. They've just, I think, and we've spoken about it for weeks now, there's just too much going on outside of playing football for them. Um, you know, they've got a president that's, you know, um, trying to juggle media and being a president, it's, it's affecting the club big time. There's just too many distractions. And, you know, side bottom's gone home now because he's obviously expecting uh, the birth of his child. So um, they're going to be without him for the rest of the year because um, he, he's obviously not going to be able to get back and quarantine in time to be able to, to play um, any sort of finals, I don't think. So, um, yeah, I, I think Carlton will win this one, 50. And, Collingwood have got some. Um, I swear, if they, like if they don't make the top eight, I reckon Bucks is in just as much pressure as Leon Cameron. To be honest, I know they've got a lot of injuries to you know some good quality players, but um, we've said before, Collingwood's always been able to cover the depth, and you know they made a grand final a few years ago on relying on that depth as well. So yeah, um, yep. it's interesting times ahead for the Pies. So, but I'm I'm back in the uh, the Blues on this one. Yeah, I think I'll agree with that analysis, Gracie. And there's something about Carlton this year, isn't there? Like, they're just a bit up and about. And 
playing some really good footy and even the, the games that they're losing, they're showing some really good patches, really good form in there. They've had a couple of tough games that they've lost, but it's very interesting about Collingwood. The depth is definitely a concern for them. They are still in the eight at the moment, but you feel if they drop this and, and another match, they're just going to lose momentum, which I think is really important at this stage of the year. But here's a really fun fact for you about Carlton, and you might have seen this. They've made the rounds on Twitter during the week. They're currently sitting on 24 points, 100%, won six, lost six. They've scored, they've had 756 points scored against them, and they've also scored 756 points. So they're completely even across the board, which is, uh, which I thought was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that is, I have not seen that, but uh, no? good stats. Very good stats. Yeah, very good stats. Mate, we've got stats everywhere here, so I'll jump on the baggers for this game as well. And we'll move on to the, the last game of the round, Gracie, the Sunday night game. Gold Coast Suns taking on my North Melbourne, who I thought were okay in the game against the Pies, just probably missing a few a few leaders on the field with Cunnington and, and Sarch out, but uh, Collingwood did make us look like a pack of fools without being totally convincing. I think the Suns are probably in some pretty good form, I guess, against the teams below them, you would probably say. So I'm not really expecting North to have a, a great win in this one, but it'd be nice to get a few wins before the season wraps up. Yeah, I think for now, for, for both these teams, it's about you know, seeing who can play where and um, and that sort of thing. So, you know, giving players a go in positions that, you know, and, and looking forward to um, next year. Obviously, you know, if the Suns still had Matty Rowe, they would probably be, you know, still in contention for finals. So, yep. you know, with five games to go, um, or four for some with, with buys and that, but I would be, uh, yeah, I'd be looking at, if I was either of these coaches, um you know, looking at, uh, you know, testing out some players in different positions. Uh, realistically, um, you know, there's players here that are going to be playing for contracts next year. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, want to step up and, yep. and want, you know, show that they, they want to be around next year. So, um, it'll be a close game. I, I think it'll be um, a high-scoring game, this one, um, at yep. Metricon. So, um, you know, might be a little bit dewy about that time up, at, uh, up in Queensland, but... I think it'll be a high-scoring game um, between these two. So, um, but I reckon uh, I reckon North will just have the experience to just get over the line. But it'll be uh, it'll be a good game. Yeah, over will be. And you make a good point about players playing for contracts. Guys like Mason Wood for North Melbourne, who's very lucky to even be on a contract at this stage of the season. But it's very much a, a season of what ifs for the Suns, isn't it? You know, if Rao had to stay healthy and. A few other things went their way. Who knows where they could have been on the ladder this, at this stage of the year. So, what questions? And, and did you see, Gracie, about Dean Solomon and a few uh, coaching staff being moved on, which has had a bit of controversy around it? No, I haven't haven't seen that 50. You might have to fill us in there. No. So, apparently, the AFL have, been, have told clubs to make some cuts. And uh, Dean Solomon, being the assistant coach of the Gold Coast Suns, he's been there for a number of years. And uh, he was one that was moved on. And there's a little bit of controversy around that. People wondering whether he's challenged Stewie Jew a little bit and they weren't happy with it, so he got the flick, which is a uh, an interesting theory. So watch this space. There could be more coming out because, of course, Solly applied for the Fremantle head coaching job. So there could be a bit of angst amongst the, the Suns' ranks in there somewhere. But, yeah, not sure if more will come out in the media, but keep your eye out for that one. But uh, we'll quickly touch on North Melbourne. And as an North Melbourne supporter, it was really good to see, you know, even the last probably month or so of football, you've got... Jed Anderson out there, he's on a supercoach front. He scored three scores over 140 in the last five weeks, if you don't mind. But we've got him out there. Dumont's playing really well. Simpkins having a great season. 
Uh, Davies Uniac the last few weeks has been fantastic. And there's the midfield for the next six to eight years. So there's a lot of good signs for North Melbourne, I feel. And, they, and these are guys that you'll never hear in the media. They're never going to talk up Trent Dumont, who's having a fantastic season. So that's, I guess that's just the life of a North Melbourne supporter. But hopefully a couple of early picks to rebuild, rebuild a little bit. We'll see maybe Sean Higgins and a few older guys move on, but there's definitely good signs with North Melbourne. But probably the biggest story out of this game is the Gold Coast Suns and what could have been for the season. But yeah, very interesting about Solly Gracie. That, that might come out at some stage, but watch this space. Absolutely. Very uh, very interesting with all the job cuts and stuff. I suppose, you know, it, it was bound to happen with, you know, no crowds and, um, you know, memberships and things. Like, it's, it's very hard for the AFL to try and keep these clubs alive um, and keep, you know, full staff and everything on. So, um, yep, yep. you know, you're seeing the bigger organisations being impacted um, quite uh, quite heavily at the moment. So, just, um, yeah, hopefully we get out of this uh, pandemic and um, everyone can you know, get their jobs back and hopefully Solo yep. ends up at a, another club 50 and, and gets this opportunity. Yeah, let's hope so, man. And look, let's let's switch up gears slightly here and talk about Supercoach. And we've got to talk about the Grey Wolf Pack League, which is, uh, we're now obviously in the first round of finals. So things are starting to really heat up in the league. And it's been a very competitive league this season and one we're definitely going to keep going. And, you know, once things are a little bit back more back to normal and we can we'll keep pushing these podcasts out next next year we'll, we'll follow the league a little bit more closely but let's run through just very quickly here the matchups for the first round of finals there's some absolute crackers in here Gracie and you and I both finished in the top eight and uh, got a couple of tough matches coming up I ended up in fourth position taking on our buddy Jono which is going to be an interesting matchup since his team's sort of full of players I've told him to pick he won't like me saying that, but uh, shout out to Jono, of course. He's a massive supporter. And speaking of massive supporters, Gracie, you're playing Boners. Our buddy Anthony, who's a huge fan of the Grey Wolf. Have you guys spoken at all, you and, uh, and our buddy Boners? No, but now that I know I'm playing, you know, I'll have to just click uh, <laughs> an old quick message and just, uh, yeah. you know, let, let him know. Look, he does have a couple of extra players um, playing uh, than I do. Um, so, obviously, it's still best 18, so I've still yep, got... Yep. Um, you know, the, the 18 playing or 19, I think, or 20 or something like that. But it'll come down to who we pick for our, uh, our you know, VCs. I think he's gone Mitchell um, yep. in uh, last night's game uh, or yesterday afternoon's game. And I'm going to, I've gone with Dusty from last night's game as well. So um, we'll just see, see how that goes. And, uh, you know, there's a few interesting matchups here. I've, uh, I've gone big on a couple of uh, couple of upgrades this week, so hopefully that uh, that gets me over the line, and then um, yeah, we can uh, get 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 the win on bonus. But it is a, between me and him; if, uh, it is elimination. So whoever loses is unfortunately out. So yeah, that's big stakes at play, isn't it, Gracie? But we'll hit up bonus on Twitter and we'll have a chat to him if he beats you. We might even try and get him on next week because I'd love to have a chat to him. But the other two matchups. We got uh, Cam and Cam Bruce taking on Shawnee B, Power to Win, and Sean the Sheep, which should be a close matchup. And Tyler, your team named Scott Gumbleton, which I love that. Tyler and Evel taking on Arthur, whose team is Black on White. So it's going to be an interesting matchup, and we'll keep following through as the as we say the season's getting to the business end. Now, of course, we've got head-to-head matchups this week, and then we've got a league by next week. So. No need to worry about who you're playing next week. It'll roll over into round 16. But before we wrap things up 
Gracie. And I did have a couple of questions from our buddy Jono, just the usuals this week. You've already mentioned Dusty, but any good sort of vice captain, captain options this week, obviously with Lockie Neal having the bye? Um, you could obviously go McRae. Um, he's Friday night. Um, but then you've got to, you know, look at your options, who you go captain. You know, you've obviously got Fife and Kelly playing against each other. Yep. Uh, if you want to say gamble on Crips, uh, you got Grundy um, against Carlton, who's another another good option as well. Or you know, obviously Goldie um, against Gold Coast. So um, there's a few options there that you could go. But you know, I'm going to probably stick with Dusty and then maybe into McRae. See how I go. Um, yeah. It's a tough one. I'm you know I'm still up in the air. We'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, you know, you've got Dusty McRae um, and those sort of guys to sort of lead you into the the back end of the weekend. Yeah, definitely. And it and probably depends on your matchup too because, of course, you want to be trying to get a good team on the field this week. And then, you know, if you need to tinker with a few things next week's the week to do it without the league league rounds counting. Of course, depending on if you're going for overall or not. So it's not a bad week to roll the dice on someone, really, is it? But uh, I went Mitchell in the game today or yesterday, sorry, yesterday afternoon, hoping that he can have a good score because it's definitely not one you want to be relying on a captain without Neil, is it? It's a bit funny. It's like back in the day where you'd always have Gary Ablett as your backup captain option, so you could just sort of roll the dice on your PC. So I might go, um, yeah, Mitchell, possibly into Bonson Pally, like you mentioned about the big-bodied midfielders against Geelong, but there is a few a few tough matchups this week. I don't mind if you've got Clayton Oliver versus St Kilda. He should have a decent game, and Goldie's actually not a bad one up against the Gold Coast later in the week. But how about a few trade targets, Grace? You've actually written a couple down this week, and of course we always get asked about who to to target this week. Uh, I've got a bit of a, a bit of a theory, obviously, on who you're picking in this week, and, and the, probably the number one thing you need to be mindful of is the buyers that are still to come. You obviously want to make sure that you can cover uh, any players that you do trade in, and I'm not against trading in anyone that's still got a buyer to come, but you just want to make sure that your team's going to get through those rounds. And of course, now that we're trying to complete our sides, it's also being mindful of how many team or how many players you need to trade into your team to complete your sides. So, how are you how are you shaping up for this week? I'm uh, not too. I was going to do a downgrade. I brought in uh, Riccardi from uh, Giants. He had a pretty good game, a couple of goals and 16 touches. So um, hopefully he uh, he'll, he'll get another gig, gig you'd think. And then yep. Uh, yep. I went uh, went with uh, Sonny Walters and Maynard to um, sort of complete the forward and back line there um, themselves. So um, you know, I've still got four trades left with one upgrade to do. So. Um, yeah, I'll have to do a couple of downgrades next week, but there's a couple of guys on the horizon that are debuting this week that we've got that option to do as well. So, yeah, but um, definitely, you know, Jack Steele's been a big uh, target um, from looking at, and obviously um, Irving Mosquito um, last week lit up, lit up the Dreamtime game um, against Richmond. So um, he's been a heavily targeted player as well, Fitzy. But, yeah, you've got to, um, in regards to the next year, unless you're going for overall finish, I think it's fine trading in guys that have the buy next week. Um, and and like, I'm not too worried about it myself because I'm only going to leave. So yeah. uh, it's all about, you know, if you're going for overall, then, you know, you see that people have traded out Lockie Neal this week um, to get that extra premium playing um, rather than playing a, a rookie like a Irving Mosquito who might only score you 40 or 50, but you might get a premium that's going to score you 150. So, um you just gotta gotta weigh up where you're sitting in the in the rankings and, and you know, obviously myself this week, you know, in our our league I'm 
in our elimination game. So I've just had to go hard and hopefully the players I've brought in um, get me over the line. So. Yeah, and I mean, the, probably the key thing is as long as you've got 18, at least 18 playing, and that sort of depends how many rookies you've got as well. So this week is the week really to try and get your best team on the field, and then you, know, you can tinker and do anything you need next week. But there is a couple of good trading options I just want to quickly mention here, Gracie, and I'll start with a couple from the back line. Basher Hawley's one for me to keep an eye on for next week. He's uh, 100, was he 480k with a fairly high break even. He's one that I'd be considering. Um, Jack Lacocious is one I really wanted some money to trade in this week. He's looked really good and one of those guys that should come home with a, with a wet sale that I'd be looking at trading this week if you had the money. There's a couple of really good options in the midfield. And, and this is where I was sort of saying to you earlier about, you know, it's the, it's the points versus dollars. You sort of got to maximize both. And just looking through a few options here, you've got Dunkley currently at 516, who I think is an absolute steal. Travis Boak at 513k, Luke Parker at 509, Took Miller at 504. And here's the buy for next week, which is Josh P. Kennedy. He's 450k right now with a break even even of 170. So if you're looking to fill an M8 spot, I'd say he's the guy to wait a week for if you don't need him this week, who's already had his buy. He should hit some form to finish off the season. I wouldn't think he'd get rested considering he's already missed some time with injury. So those are the guys that I'd be looking at myself. And there's plenty of forward options under 500k too as well, Greenwood being one. Jack Martin's an interesting one if you want to roll the dice, but a big factor to consider at this point is there's five games left. You don't want to be trading in someone who's already missed time this year. Uh, or probably more in previous years, that uh, could be a risk of injury if they're injury-prone. So all these things you've got to weigh up, depending on how many points and cash you've got left. But at least we've made it to the end of the Supercoach season, Gracie. It was, wasn't looking too too flash at one point, but at least we're here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe when uh, the season's all done, we'll review um, how we went from the start of the year. I, and I was sort of uh, reflecting on it uh, a bit earlier today that, um, you know, there's a few players that I started with that I'd probably go back now and you'd be like, yeah, I probably wouldn't start with them. So, um, you know, there's, um, you know, trades did throughout the year that have, you know, probably been not what I should have done and things like that. So yep. um, it has been hard because it's been a year that we've never had before with, you know, um, back-to-back games and, and so many games in certain days as players being rested and things like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's that's what Supercoach is. It's a challenge, and whoever wins it this year, I think, um, you know, you've got to give your hats off to them. It's probably, you know, it'd be the year that you'd probably want to win it because it'll be remembered forever, that's for sure. So, you know, being able yeah, to jump, good point. you know, all those players that got rested and things like that, you know, especially the, the, the premium players that you have in your size, um, having a week off, or, you know, you've got a rookie, like, for example, this week, uh, obviously Sam Draper got managed again, so... Um, you know, there's a price right. You know, he's just come off the back of a scoring a, a hundred. Um, yep. and his price rise is going to stall for another week, and a lot of coaches have been relying on that. You know, fifty or sixty k price rise this week to to generate another trade up um, for the for next week. So um, yeah, it's just just little things like that. So but uh, it's been a very interesting season. Fifty, I think we'll uh, we'll definitely review it. our plans and stuff. Yeah. And maybe even have a bit of a pre-plan for the next season so yeah absolutely it's uh it has been that sort of season of course because we had that huge break after round one didn't we and i was reading a few posts must be on twitter or on one forum anyway and a few people you know because we both traded andrew brasher which obviously was a pretty bad trade in hindsight but you think back then and you reckon if we didn't get those five trades you probably wouldn't have traded him so it's been a very different season and you know it's, it's very hard to sort of you know be too i guess 
too hard on yourself for, for making those sorts of moves because you can only do you know deal with what data you have at the time and hindsight's always twenty twenty. but it has been a good season and I suppose then we can just shift our attention to NFL fantasy once we get through this season but it's been another great episode, Gracie. We've got a few more to go. Of course, the Super Coach Finals are heating up at this point. So we'll be back next week. You got anything planned for this weekend? Any big plans or just chilling at home, making the most of isolation? Yeah, just chilling, chilling at home. So it won't be too much uh, too much on the go. Obviously, the Cats are playing Friday night. So we'll sit back and watch them and then uh, just chill out. There's going to be good weather. So maybe we might take the dogs to the, to the park or something. So... Uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, it's a good call. So everyone have a great week and we'll see you next week. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.